exciting things happen. And it's the local church who is in the position to make that happen. So for me, and I hope for you, Tear Fund answers those three questions, fundamental questions, in a quite positive way. So we're going to look at Tear Fund's latest project. Now, again, I said at the beginning of the service, for me, this is a very exciting day because um, you are the first, I've to I don't know, I think maybe I've talked to 15 or 16 churches over the last few months and there's something very special about today. Now, you'll find out a bit about it a bit later, if you're not asleep by then. <coughs> so we're going to look at the latest project. We're going to go to a, a country 2,500 miles south of here. And we're dealing with hunger. And it's hard to imagine, isn't it, today, 2017, people who are so hungry, they don't know just where their next meal is going to come from. The reason perhaps we think that is because when we think of food, we seem to have a love affair, don't we, in Britain, with food. Um, it doesn't seem to be a moment when you can switch on the television, there it is on one channel or other, there's something about food. Uh, preparation of food has become an entertainment for us. But in our world, one person in every nine, food isn't a source of education, of entertainment, but a means of staying alive. Though nearly 100 million people go to bed hungry every night. And the leftovers that we throw away, they can only dream about. So let's look behind the set of figures. Let's look at some people who are caught up in this humanitarian disaster. We're going to go to Chad, which is south of the Sahara Desert. Um, quite a, a warm, well, I'm saying warm, it's a hot place. <laughs> Um, and we're going to meet there uh, a family. People living there rely on the rainy season to grow crops. They grow sorghum, they grow millet. But for the last two years, drought has shriveled the crops before they could be harvested. And we're going to meet one family in one village, but that one family in that one village represents millions of other families in particularly that part of the world and many other parts of the world. So let's have a look at the film. <coughs> Sorry? Hold, no, the other one. Yeah, that one comes at the end. It's the um, Tear Fund 2016 film. This is where I start to get worried because this, things like this happen. And, uh, I'm sure we're going to get there. This is, the, this is the one. Can you see? I'll step back. You'll be able to see that.
as one family. Jumana, she's got five children. The eldest one, Yasmin, and she's six. And she farms uh, land near a village to support her family. But as we saw, for the last two years, her crops have failed. The husband contributes a little bit by making rope and selling it at the local market. But with her income gone and no grain to sell, feeding her five small children and her husband is almost impossible. And before the drought killed her crops, Jumana had plans for Yasmin and the other children. She says this, I'm hoping Yasmin will go to school, but there are many obstacles. The first thing I must think of is food. When I get money, I have to buy food for them first. But if things change, I will save money to send her to school. I used to be a very strong woman, but now I've been reduced to thinking only of how I can feed my family. Before, I had many dreams, but now that's impossible. Jumana has already lost one child and her father to malnutrition. So she's had to become a basket maker to try to keep her children alive. <clears throat> this is one of the baskets made by the women in the, in the village. She collects reeds when she can find them. She strips them, lays them out in the sun. She works them to make them subtle. She dyes them carefully, weaves them to make what I'm holding in my hand. Five days work for enough uh, money for two meals. That's all that she gets to keep her family alive. And um, on the front cover of Tear Fund, uh, it's an older one, but you can if you want get it. At the, I've got it at the back. Please have a look afterwards in the foyer on the table. But here on this, on this front cover, we see Jumana. She's with one of her children. Temperatures around 50 degrees. And what she's doing is she's following lines of ants back to their nest, and she's stealing seeds from the nest. And those seeds she's using to keep her children alive. So all she will have is maybe, if she's lucky, she's going to have that in order to keep her children alive. That's all for the day. I'll just take out the pound coin because I'm sure she doesn't have that. <laughs> she steals from ants to feed her family. Now, in the, in the Tear Times, there's a mum writing this. As a mum myself, it's hard for me to get my head around this kind of hunger. I suppose my equivalent would be to go to my local park, dig up acorns buried by squirrels, and serve them up for my four-year-old daughter's tea. I can hardly imagine being that desperate for food. Doesn't it break your heart that in this 21st century, millions of families, families like yours and families like mine, are having to resort such desperate measures just to keep families alive. Now, there's an old saying in Chad. It says, the hungry have no ears. And what it means is that people who are starving can only think of the next meal and where it's coming from. So the priority is to provide food, removing the threat of starvation, and then local initiatives can be encouraged. Those initiatives be uh, improving irrigation to manage better the water they have, planting trees to stabilize the soil. And this employs local people, and the pay is in food rather than in money. <coughs> and in doing that, they will, they will 
uh, put together projects that will protect and sustain their, their communities. The film we saw begins like this. Jumana is not without hope. Jesus is here. And Tearfund's slogan is this, following Jesus to where the need is greatest. So we're there giving support to one of our partners, those partners working through the local church, the Evangelical Church of Dabkeri, just, just situated not far from this particular village. Now, Tearfund only gives, as I've said, when there's a disaster, and people are left with nothing. But this is an unfolding disaster. It's not like a hurricane or an earthquake headlined by the media, but an ongoing situation, a situation where nearly six million children will become severely malnourished, and one in five of them will die before they reach the age of five. Now, you might be thinking, what's so special about what Tearfund are doing? Because many charities are providing food for those needing it. And we believe that's true, yes, as well. We need to support people materially, but we need to support them spiritually as well. John 6.35 says this, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never go thirsty. And families in desperately need, like Jemana's, recognize that the food they receive is provided by members of their local church. Jesus is there showing his love through the lives of Christians, those Christians acting as light and salt in their community and leading people to know him. And the pastor that we saw, Pastor Nico, says, the first thing the church does is pray for these communities. And then we intervene and support them. And in Mark's gospel, as we had read, we find the very familiar story of the feeding of the 5,000. And notice that Jesus gave the work to his disciples. When they saw the need, they approached him to do something about it. But he said to them, you feed them. How can we with just a bit of bread and fish, they said. But for a, they offered him just the little they had, and he blessed it. Now for a moment, just try to imagine the scene. What happened next? Do you think huge piles of bread and fish appear before them, and they went into the people loaded down with food. Now, I don't believe that was true. I believe they approached the hungry crowds with tiny amounts of food, and it was their faith in Jesus that brought about the miracle. And you might be thinking, as they were, it's such a big task to feed all those people, and I can't do much. But we at Tearfund are praying that thousands of Christians in churches like this one will be willing to stand alongside our brothers and sisters in Dabkeri to pray with them for the communities suffering so much hardship and then join them in support, bringing hope and the love of Jesus to Jemana and many other families like hers. And food, when it arrives, does more than provide a meal. Jemana says this, I feel God is answering our prayers because things were terrible. Then the local church came in and gave us food which gives us hope that God is at work, and maybe things could get better. So this morning in church, will you join us in bringing hope where there is despair? <coughs> Jesus says to each of us, you feed them. So you might say, well, how are we going to do that? Well, two main ways. Firstly, by prayer. Please have a chat with me afterwards out there. 
in the foyer about anything, but um, take a tier times. Um, these are four times a year, completely free. If you want me to actually order them for you, you can give me your details. But they will keep you up to date. There is a prayer diary inside for each day. Keep you up to date with what's going on. And therefore you can pray quite meaningfully about what is going on. So take one of those. And the second thing is by, by giving. Um, I've really got to thank this church for the regular support that you do give to um, Tearfund as a church. But perhaps you might like this morning to consider giving yourselves um, individually as families because if Tearfund have a, a budget that they can say, yes, we have a regular amount of money going to help this particular church in Dabkiri, we can then say we can help you for the next year or two years or three years. It's like you budgeting for the, at the end of the month. If you know what you've got coming in, you know what you, you can use it for. And Tearfund really want to be able to do that. So it's important. And for £5 a month, that's £1.25 a week, what you can do, each of you, is to provide one full good meal for a child like Yasmin every single day. And that will keep them alive. And that's just £1.25p a day. If you can't afford that, then any amount. And you can carry on doing it for as long as you like, or as little as you like. Um, have a word with me afterwards if you'd like to do that. It's just a matter of filling in a, a little card like this. Regular giving is so important to us. Now, I did say that there was something special about today. And um, there is something very special because... Um, I, well, I've been speaking on behalf of Jamana and her family uh, since last March or April. When it came to July and I was on the tier fund stand at Keswick, I thought, how can I actually ask people to give if I don't do myself? So I actually waded in and, and support this particular work. Um, and so they've been very much on my mind and in my prayers over that period of time. And then on the 21st of December, um, just three weeks ago, I got a very early Christmas present from Tearfund. And it was the Tearfund's global advisor, just back from Chad, and she'd met Jumana and she'd met Yasmin. And this is what she said. The rains have come and this has caused everything to look very different to the scenes in the fields. The picture for work program run by Tearfund Partner is now bearing fruit. The dikes the communities have been trained to build through this program have enabled them to block the rainwater so it saturates the ground instead of flowing away. This has enabled them to plant crops which are growing well. Jumana has been able to start a business through support of the Tearfund uh, Partner. And this is doing well and is far more sustainable than making baskets. This has enabled her to purchase a saddle with pockets for her donkey to carry her goods. Jumana is now well-dressed and feels a sense of empowerment, which has enabled her to become more resilient. Still being supported by the Food for Work programme, 
The villagers are no longer digging for ants, but are eating well. And that, you know, really, really excited me. And I thought, when I, I thought, now do I completely rewrite my talk this morning? Um, I thought, do I not? And I thought, no, because it shows two things. One thing it shows is the work that is being done there is bearing fruit. God is blessing that work. And the second thing is that Jemana and her family are just one family. This is just a village. <clears throat> We're looking at millions of people, thousands of families who need this sort of help. And that help can be put into place. So I thought, yes, it's good to be able to show you and to explain that to you. We're going to, we're going to finish, and, and after that I'm going to, to close with a prayer, but we're going to finish with um, a song written especially for Tear Fund. And uh, it's a time when you can look at some of the pictures and maybe think about God is saying to you what you can do. Um, to support in this particular situation. While it's going on, what I'll do is I'll pass the basket round and do realise that this basket was made by a lady who um, was doing it in desperate need to supply food for her family. And what there is in it is perhaps what they might get on a very good day. So if we can whip it round and finish within about two minutes, then that would be fine. So we can have the, the, the song, please. Sure. <laughs> Get around here, can have a quick feel.
close with a prayer. And there is a, a response um, to the prayer. I'll say, um, Lord, hear our prayer. And then the response is, Lord, hear us. Almighty God, we pray for all the places in our world that are being affected by the changing climate. Places where crops fail and abundant harvests are but a memory. Lord, we ask you to help us to learn how to live sustainably for the benefit of people living in poverty. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, hear us. Gracious Jesus, we pray for all those who will go to bed hungry tonight. Help us, Lord, to have compassion for the hungry. Give us grace to meet the needs of our broken world. In your name, Lord Jesus, hear our prayer. Holy Spirit, equip and empower us as your global church. We pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ in the church of Chad. We pray that you'll give them courage and strength. Lord, hear our prayer. Almighty Father, Son and Holy Spirit, we pray you will help us act on behalf of people who are hungry in this world. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you, Keith. Uh, please do uh, stay around and speak with Keith after the service. Uh, we're going to stand and sing our final song now, Blessed Assurance. Thank you. 